Hey everyone, my name is Sarah and this is Sarah in God's Time. Thank you so much for choosing to join us again this week. I am really excited about today's message because we are coming up on Easter. And what I'm going to be talking about today is these passages leading up to Jesus' arrest. And we're going to be reading today in John 16, 16 through 33. And I'm going to be pulling pieces from this, so I would strongly encourage you to read the whole thing. I just don't have enough time to do all of it in our short devotional today. However, please take the time. Please take the time to go and read this whole passage because it's very fascinating. Now, in our prayer today, or in our, our reading today, we're going to be reading more about Jesus and he's talking to his disciples who are just slightly confused about what is going to happen in the near future. And so we're going to start with John 16, 16. And it says, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Now, this is referring, Jesus is talking about when he will die on the cross between that point and when Jesus returns alive. And so, read this passage, it's fascinating. But when Jesus returns, the disciples will see more than just Jesus standing there, they're going to have a little bit more understanding about what's going on. Because Jesus here, he's talking to his disciples and telling them, hey, here soon, I'm not going to be around. But don't worry, because I'll be back. Despite the fact that, I mean, they're, they're going to kill me, but I'm going to come back. Which, I mean, to me, I can imagine how confusing that would be to his disciples. And Jesus understood that this was going to be confusing to him. So he goes on and he tries to explain it a little bit more. And he goes, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. And that's John 16, 20. Now we're going to John 16, 22. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice. And no one can rob you of that joy. So Jesus is explaining here, hey, I am going to die. And the world will be so happy that I'm gone. Because my presence has kind of highlighted and shown where people have not been following God where they should be. So they will be, they will be glad that I am kind of out of their hair and not pointing out all of these weaknesses that they have, all of these shortcomings. However, you guys will be sorrowful and you will be sad because I won't be here. But that isn't the end of the story. I will return and you will rejoice because you will understand more of what it is that I've been trying to tell you. You will understand a little bit more about what it is that my whole mission has been. I will be gone and I will return to the Father. But I've come so that I could bring you life. 
more than what you have now. And that's, that's what he's telling these disciples who are just confused. We have the benefit in reading the Bible and knowing the whole story, whereas they didn't. And so there's, it's interesting to me, this striking contrast between the disciples' response to Jesus's upcoming death and the world's response to Jesus's upcoming death. When Jesus dies, the world will rejoice and the disciples will be mournful. They'll be sad. But there's also a difference. And I like this. There's also a difference in the length of time that the world will rejoice over Jesus's death and the length of time that the disciples will rejoice after Jesus's resurrection after his his life again. Jesus would be in the grave for three days. And that would be that would be it. That would be the time for the world to rejoice. It's short-lived. But Jesus, when he comes back, the disciples are going to have eternity to rejoice over what Jesus has done. And they will see more of what it is that Jesus' purpose and plan is. No one can rob you of that joy. That is, that is exciting to me. So then we go on and we go to John 16, 23 through 24. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly. Now hold on to that because that's really going to be exciting here in a minute too. You will ask the Father directly, and He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. We get to speak directly to God. Up to this point, the people were only allowed to speak through priests. They couldn't talk directly to God because they were not righteous enough. They didn't take all of the the steps to be able to talk to God. People like you and me. But because of what Jesus is doing... (laughs) Because of what Jesus is doing, you'll read sections where the curtain was torn from top to bottom. From top to bottom, that's referring to how when Jesus died on the cross, he opened it up so that everybody, not just certain people, would be able to come directly to the throne of God, to be able to speak directly to him. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful for us. Because we can speak directly to God. We can bring everything to Him. We don't have to go through other people to to speak to God. Because of what Jesus has done, we are now seen as righteous. And we we can call on God anytime we want to, day or night. And we can do this because of what Jesus has done on the cross. And 
this is really important because what Jesus did also opened the door for us to have eternal life with God. Our life doesn't end whenever we take our last breath here on earth. After that, because we trust and believe in God, and we, because of our trust in God, that's it. Because of our trust in God, we have eternal life with Him. Now, there's, there's side effects of trusting in God. But, and they're positive, I should say that. Positive side effects like patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control and all of those good qualities that, that come from knowing Jesus. And those things will overflow into our relationships and to how we respond to people how we see them and how we see ourselves. That love that God gives us will overflow into our life, but we receive, as we receive it, those things will have an effect on us in a very positive way. And then we go on, and we go to John 16, 32. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. When you will be scattered each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet, I am not alone, because the Father is with me. John sixteen thirty two is what that one was. And what it's talking about here is, Jesus is telling the disciples what it is that's going to happen in the future. Well, in their future. It's the past now. But he's telling them, he's saying, hey, whenever I become arrested, when they come for me, you will scatter and you will, you will run away in fear. And I'll be left alone. But I need you to know that I won't be, really, I won't be alone because God is with me. And I want you to know this because I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And that's John 16, 33. That's the last of our readings today. Despite the challenges that we face in this life, we are never left to face them alone. God is always with us, always with us. When we succeed and when we fail, when we are confident and when we're not so confident. He's always with us, just like God was always with Jesus and just like God was always with the disciples. Even as they fleed, even as they scattered in fear, God was with them. And Jesus continued on with his mission so that he could bring them back to God, so that he could restore the relationship that was broken, not just for them, but for all of us today too, and for all humanity, all people, which is just wonderful news. And even in our trials and sorrows in this life, I don't know what you're facing today, but even in the trials of this life, whatever it is that you're facing even now, even in these middle battles, these, these mini battles that we have, we can claim the peace of God because we know that God has already won the war. As we trust in Him, 
as we speak his name. God is with us. And I think that all of us, despite whether we are intentionally calling on him or not, I think we're all speaking his name. He knows what we need even before we speak words. It says that the Holy Spirit will will speak for us even when we don't have words. That, That is some presence of God. Some love that he knows us so well that he, he knows what we need before we even speak it. Now, I hope that if this is helpful for you, that you will definitely use other resources. Read the scripture that I gave you. Read all of the scriptures. But if you're interested in this piece, I hope that you will look up more information on this. This is just one of many resources that I hope that you are using. And... I want you to go and look these things up. See for yourself. Listen to what it is that God has to speak to you in his, in his word, through prayer and in the Bible. Because, man, he's coming after. He's coming after you. He wants to be in that relationship. He wants that relationship restored. And that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news. So over the next couple weeks, we are going to, in this devotional here at least, we are going to be looking at the prayers that Jesus will follow up. He gets done speaking these words, and then he goes right into talking with God. And he talks to him about what it is that he would like for himself. He asks God for things for himself. Then he goes on and he prays for the disciples. And then he goes on and he talks about what he hopes for you and me, all of us future people and future generations. And for him to be thinking about me, even then, is spectacular. So if you'd like to read ahead even, please go ahead and read ahead because it's fascinating stuff. If you would like to share this with anybody, please do. You can uh, find this on my page sarahandgodstime.com. You can find the audio or the video. You can find this on Spotify, on uh, YouTube. You can do a Google search and you'll come up. You'll find be able to find me on there. Um, also, I'm looking at putting these on Facebook in the near future, so please watch out for that as well. I'm really, really excited to hear back from you. So if you have any questions about what it is that God has to tell you through the Bible, what it is that he's meaning in some of these verses, please send me those questions. You can find a place to send me those questions on sarahandgodstime.com. And you can also send me your prayer requests. Please do that, because I would love to be praying for you in more specific ways than I already am. That's all I have for you. That's all I have for you today. I hope that this coming week is a wonderful week and that you truly experience God's presence and his love with you. Have a wonderful week, guys. Thanks. Bye.